When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody. Stadium's betting show for Saturday and for Sunday. Colby over there in Colby's corner. Got Nate. I'm Ben. Monty. Running the sticks. The Iowa grad. He's, uh, he's getting his Iowa pick ready. We're excited for that. We got lots to talk about for this week. It's week three of college football, week two of the NFL. And Nate, we usually start college football-wise. Slate's a little light, so I think we're going to go the NFL way. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's looked at the schedule, but not the most inspiring slate in college football week three. Last week was awesome. This week, no ranked-on-ranked matchup, so we're going to have more of a focus on the big games in the NFL. We'll still have our favorite college picks in the middle of the show, and then, as always, underdogs and best bets. So just kind of flipping things around and who knows, next week we might have more of a college focus because that's another loaded week on Saturday in college football in the NFL. It's a little bit harder to pick through, at least from a big game perspective. Colby, how you doing over there in your little little box? Fantastic. Nick little Saban corner. looked pretty happy last week, so I hate I hate I'm that. great. Texas did it. Congratulations to both of you. Texas not only covered, they won. Fine. Well, you know, I'm done betting Alabama, I think is is the big thing here. Good. We got more college to talk about, but let's start with the NFL. A lot of fun games in the NFL this weekend. Uh, we have three marquee matchups that we wanted to get to. And what we can start with is the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals minus three and a half in this game. Coming off possibly one of Joe Burrow's worst starts in his NFL career. Nate, what do you like? Yeah, I don't think they'll be much worse than that. Only 82 passing yards. There was some precipitation in Cleveland. It always is windy there. And the Browns defense looks resurged, but still a forgettable performance. I think it was kind of understandable. Burrow did not participate in any preseason games. He was out. Since late July with that strained calf. Last year, he also missed training camp preparations in preseason, and that offense struggled for a couple games. So I'm not surprised by the result, and I still think the Bengals' defense could, or offense can struggle a little bit here. On the other side, we have the Ravens and their offense. They're still trying to get used to a new system, and there's some injuries now, which has caused this line to go from minus three to minus three and a half. But my bet for this game will be under, under 46. Sidewise, I'd lean Ravens, but I think the spot's good enough for the Bengals where I would be uh, kind of afraid to back the Bengals and maybe their offense does figure it out and clicks. But I also like the under because of familiarity between these teams. Five uh, matchups in the last two seasons, including a playoff game last year when they met in the wild card round. So under for me, Ravens if I had to pick a side, but I'll stay away from that. Colby, are you a team Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, I am. I'm taking the uh, Ravens on the spread. I agree with everything Nate said. I mean, if it's going to be a low-scoring game, it's going to be a close one. And I'm going to take the boys on the points, the Ravens. Even though J.K. Dobbins is out, they have a plethora of running backs. They always do. Right, boys? We all know them. Oh, they always yeah. got- one of the guys is Melvin Gordon, so I don't know if I See, say that. that. Melvin Gordon, it's 2016. He, we're back. I, I, that's my question for you, Colby and, and for Nate. I mean, I like Bengals minus three and a half, but I'm a little worried the injury bug has bitten the Ravens too hard once again. I don't know. But I mean, know it's still, if... I mean, how, I mean, obviously the only way you could go is up for Joe Burrow this week, but I don't, that's I, I still think he's going to have some rust on him for not playing in the preseason. So that's why, that's another reason why I'm taking the, the Ravens. 
Yeah, I, I feel like the weather conditions kind of really hurt the Bengals more than the Browns, clearly. And and now that maybe it's going to be, I think it's supposed to be like 70s, normal temperature, not a lot of wind. Yeah, great temp for the, under. The, the, the The perfect conditions is great for Joe Burrow. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. It's, or the it's, under. It's, a, it's definitely a fascinating game. All these AFC North games are yeah. huge, especially if the Browns are going to look like a real player. Hey, yeah. the Steelers get back on track. That's actually a Monday night game. So definitely a big game. I just don't like the spot that the Ravens are coming into. So under for me, I still expect just kind of a low-scoring game between two teams that know each other very, very well. Three different bets for this one. Colby on the Ravens. I'm on the Bengals. Nate's on the under. You love to see it. Move on to the next game. Chiefs at the Jags. Chiefs minus three, 51 and a half is the total. This is the game we've been talking about for the last like 48 hours, Nate, where it's like, how are the Chiefs only minus three when it seems like Kelsey's probably going to come back as of Wednesday? Seemingly he's going to come back. Chris Jones is in. Team maybe has a bounce back game. What are you feeling? I think the reason why we're seeing this is everyone saw the Chiefs not look very good on Thursday night against the Lions. But I think a lot of those mistakes are very fixable. It was... Darius Tony drop, Sky Moore not playing well. All things I think with extra time to prepare for this game, the Chiefs can pl- do well and fix things, especially with Chris Jones back in the fold, signed the extension on Monday. We're talking about this on Wednesday, so I bet Chiefs minus three in this game because I'm anticipating Travis Kelsey will play this week. He's already practicing, and I think he would have played last week if this game was on a Sunday and not a Thursday, the game against the Lions, that is. I just really have a lot of concerns about this Jaguars offensive line as currently constructed with some injuries, with some suspensions, and then their defense just isn't very inspiring. I thought the Colts, the Colts seemed that not a lot of talent had a lot of success against that Jags defense. And the biggest reason I like the Chiefs, this game happened in January. Divisional round, Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs closed minus nine and a half in that game. I know the Jags covered late. The Chiefs were probably always going to win, even though Mahomes was hobbling around on the bad ankle. But now we're at only minus three. I know we're flipping home field, but there's not a strong home field in Jacksonville. I know it's a strong home field in Kansas City, but going from minus nine and a half to minus three with a flip of home field with basically the same rosters big is change. too big of a bridge to jump. So really like the Chiefs here at minus three or better. Colby? Uh, I'm a no play, but I will. No, get, you're, you're a no, no play. play. You're a little that's pass, if, little pass that's boy. If Travis Kelsey doesn't play, if he doesn't play, okay. I will probably take the Jags. If he plays, I'm not touching this game. Would you take it at minus two if he doesn't, or plus two and a half, pardon me, if, if Kelsey doesn't play? Like the Jags? Trevor I would Lawrence love the Jags good. at three and a half. I love that cushion of a f- losing by a field goal and still getting the spread or getting the cover. But the Jags are a good team. I don't think they're getting enough respect. They're Travis, or Travis Kelsey. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. That whole offense is the real deal. Cal- or Calvin Ridley is the real deal. The whole thing's the real deal. Buy into the Jags, and that's why I'm taking the Jags. If, 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 if the greatest tight end ever doesn't play. I got two words. Taylor Swift. Apparently, her and Travis Travis Kelsey might be a thing. I hope not. Maybe like under the radar dating. That's a great thing for Travis Kelsey. He's going to come back fully rejuvenated. He's got a new girlfriend, one of the most famous pop stars on earth. He's going to play. I don't think that's good his for his brand. What? Oh, yeah. I think it's great. Uh, I, don't, I you do don't not want to listen to a Taylor Swift song that has to do with Travis Kelsey. They're not. Well, they're not going to break up. They're they're going to get married. It's going to be a happy life. Travis Kelsey knows that this is his future. 
Two touchdowns from Travis Kelsey. Chiefs cover minus three. I'm with Nate for very different reasons. <laughs> but I do yeah. like the Chiefs minus when, three. When you said with, with two words, I would have thought you would just said Patrick Mahomes. And no, that would have been your handicap. But we just spent Taylor a minute Swift. talking about some off the field stuff that it. may or may not be true. I'll go with hopefully is true for the sake of Kelsey and the Chiefs minus three. Guys, let's finish it off. <laughs> Sunday night game. Dolphins Jesus. at the pass. Dolphins minus two and a half against the uh, against the Patriots. 47 and a half is the total. Nate, what are you looking at? Yeah, Sunday Night Football, really excited for this game. I was on the Dolphins last week, plus three. But that was in a game where there was no home field advantage for the Chargers. I thought that spread was too big because the Chargers and Dolphins were equal teams. But now it's a little bit of a different story, in my opinion. Dolphins now a favorite on the road in New England. Sunday night, going to be a pretty raucous crowd for an 0-1 Patriots team that needs to get off the mat. I like the Miami offense, obviously, 8.2 yards per play against the Chargers, but I think this will be a little bit more of a challenge for them against the Patriots' defense. And then on the other side, the Dolphins' defense, I was high at high hopes for them with new defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. I don't think the talent's really there, and they're still acclimating to a new system. So I know it's scary to bet against this Dolphins' offense from what we saw last week with Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Mike McDaniel, who's a brilliant offensive mind. But if it got to plus three, I'm on the Patriots. For the purpose of the show, Patriots plus two and a half would be a small bet for me. So take the Patriots, even though I was on the Dolphins last week. What are you thinking? I'm thinking the over. I'm thinking who is stopping this Dolphins offense. And that is probably nobody that is on the Patriots side. And also, if the Pats can do what they did last week and put up 20 points, that's the over. And well over the over. I, I, ben, I know what your pick is. Yeah, we, we're going to have to fight well, here. I, I got the I, under. I, I got the under. We obviously understand why I'm taking the over because I love offense. Yeah. Why are you taking the? The under, 46 and a half. <laughs> uh, I think regression from, first of all, the Miami offense. I thought we saw the best of the best of the Miami offense. I think that's they were peak? indoors, on turf, against probably the worst defense in the NFL this year in the Chargers. They were like 27th mm-hmm. in DVOA. They were in total. 32nd in DVOA defensively for the entire league in week one. Yeah. That is a horrible defense. They're clearly not going to stop the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots, on the other end, have arguably could have a top 10, maybe a top five defense in the NFL. I think they're, they're going to be able to stop the, the, the Miami beat? Dolphins a little bit. And I think the Bill Belichick, the last thing he wants to do is get in a shootout with the Miami Dolphins. I think he's going to try to get this game to a halt, run the ball a lot, really slow it down. Maybe the under. I will say the total open 45 got that up to, I think, as high as 48, and then it's come back down. So uh, there's a real battle going on in the betting market and a, a real battle going on between you guys, uh, Colby and Ben. If I had to pick, I'd probably say I'd take the over. Just I, I kind of like the idea of, of the Dolphins' offense keeping humming, and also Patriots, their offense is going to look a lot better now with a real offensive coordinator and Bill O'Brien and not Matt Patricia. So. I still think game. there's some room for this over, over to go up. Prime time, time, yeah. time. That's the That's under. thing. That's the under. Ah, all right, we got uh, college football picks. It's a free-for-all college football. We have some wild ones. That's all coming up next, Stadium Bets. Welcome back to Stadium Bets. Talking college football now. Colby's a little bit emotional. He had a bet win Can you, can you believe Lafayette got it done for me last week? I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm so proud of you. Those boys Your are team so did dogs. It. Against Duke. Your team did it. <laughs> You had Texas and you had Lafayette. I mean, what a weekend. For Lafayette, you, 40 and a half. It's great. We're, we're here to talk some ridiculous college football bets. It's it's an off week for college football. As much as we love it, I think we have to admit it's a little bit of an off week. No top 25 matchups where they're playing each other. So we're going to open up the board. We each got two picks for college football this weekend, and we're just going to go round and round. Nate, 
Start us off, man. What yep. do you want? Going to go with my alma mater, Missouri, plus five and a half. I think there's I a drastic it. overreaction in this game to two bad games by the Tigers against South Dakota and Middle Tennessee. They actually almost lost to Middle Tennessee last week. And because of that, this line has gone out to as high as plus six. That's when I took Mizzou. I really think this Missouri Tigers team has been preparing for Kansas State all offseason, all summer. They know this is a big non-conference game. First non-conference sellout in over 10 years, so it's going to be a raucous crowd at Pro Field. Give me Mizzou. I think Kansas State's a good team, but I don't think they're explosive enough of a team to cover big numbers on the road, so I like Mizzou. A little alma mater pick there. Sometimes, every time someone picks for their Never biased. Never biased. I, yeah, I know. I, I got to go with it. I have to. So I'll trust you on that one. Colby? It's cool to be able to bet your own school. <laughs> for football. I Come I, basketball I, season, Colby, all Colby's picks. I football. can't. We're in Illinois. <laughs> That's true. You got to run to now, a Now, this is for our producer. Fine gentleman that he is. Monty, here we go. Western Michigan, plus 28 and a half against Iowa. <laughs> Sicko play. Oh Are you guys God. ready for this? The Monty's number was like originally right 24 and a half. Yeah. Guys, how many times has uh, Iowa scored 28 points this season? Zero. That is correct. Brian Ferentz isn't a happy man. They have yet to go over the 25-point mark that Mr. Ferentz is supposed to score. So, with that, we you might as well take the under as well. Monty said that might be a good play. He could give, give his, his rebuttal later. Little tease. Little, little tease. Little tease. Little tease. Up that could be the point. I, I don't remember what he said his play was. But neither of these teams have hit the over yet this season. If If Western Michigan can score once, Twice. Oh, baby, this is much a big if is bigger than this room. <laughs> Give me the spread on the Broncos. Man, that's a gross bet. I love it. I got another kind of a small school one. It's Troy minus three. <laughs> this is a situational play for me for Troy. Uh, they they're coming off a loss to Kansas State. They're playing a James Madison team coming off. You can call it an emotional win. I know people expect them to win. It was a come-from-behind win in the game. Uh, Last-minute touchdown. They're exuberant. They're ecstatic, beating a Power 5 school. Now they have to go on the road to Troy and win a game? Yeah. I don't love it. I know the I've got this at minus two. It's at minus three now. I wouldn't bet it any more than probably minus three, maybe three and a half, but really I wouldn't go any higher than that. I think Troy has a better defense than people expect. They had a really good defense in week one. And against Kansas State, they held them to about 14 first-half points until like a last-second touchdown, so they gave about 20 first-half points. But I think this Troy defense will be able to stop James Madison. Situational play for me, Troy minus two. Go back around. What's your second play? Yeah, let's go SEC. South Carolina, Georgia, under 54 and a half. like this play for many reasons. First, a fade against the South Carolina offense. Managed by our boy, Dow Loggins. They were horrible against North Carolina. They let up nine sacks to a Tar Heels defense that had 17 sacks in all of 2022. And now Georgia's playing them much better talent-wise, obviously one of the most talented defensive team in the country. And South Carolina's offense is a complete mess with their play calling and offensive line. The reason I really like the under, though, is Shane Beamer was a longtime assistant for Kirby Smart. Kirby's known to, you know, taking the you know foot off the gas against some of his friends. Don't want, to en- don't want to embarrass them on a yeah. national stage. So I can see a, a situation where Georgia kind of runs the ball at the end. And with the new clock rules, I think this kind of suits the under really well. So under 54 in an old SEC East rivalry. All right. Is this another big spread, Colby? It, it might be, but I just want to say I'm really glad that Dell Loggins made the show again. It made my day. <laughs> it's a big Western day, boys and girls. Western Kentucky plus 29 and a half. 
I'm praying right. this goes up just a little bit. I would love this number at 30 and a half, but I will gladly take it at 29 F. This is the best team that Iowa, oh, Iowa, Ohio State is going to play in the first three weeks. This is the best team. Hey, uh, Ben, how good is Indiana? Uh, yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, not great. I think the Western Kentucky, they're they're great on the offensive side. If they can score and score and score, they'll stay yeah. in this. 30 is a big number, for especially for a team like Western Kentucky that can score and score at will. They have a bunch of returning starters <laughs> on both ends. I love Austin Reed. I trust him. Give me the tops. Big red. I love you. Tops on top. We go. Speaking of hating Indiana, uh, I'm going to take Purdue plus two and a half on the spread against Syracuse back at home. Uh, I think Purdue's defense has been undervalued a little bit ever since they lost to Fresno State. And I think the game that they played against Virginia Tech on the road that got delayed like four or five hours because of the wind and the rain and the lightning, it was a terrible game to play. They kind of showed out and played better once that game resumed. Their offense is great. I, I really trust Hudson Card. I think he looks phenomenal with the receivers that he has. And Ryan Walters, every week, he's going to make his defense better. Syracuse, who have they played? No one. They've scored tons of points. They've looked great against no one teams. I think no one has really seen what they can do, and they're being overvalued by beating really bad teams. Give me Purdue at home. They get, maybe they cover, maybe they get their first win at home as well against Syracuse. Boy, yeah, makers, a little, baby. little plus two and a half. I like it. I hate to bet Purdue, but. No, 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 it's fine. All right, we got Monty's Iowa bet. We got our underdog picks. We're going to dress up and uh, our best bets for the weekend. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome back to Stadium Bets. That's Colby. That's Nate. I'm Ben. We're all dressed up looking nice. Run of the sticks. Producer, director, Monty. Michael Montgomery has his Iowa bet. Dude. Monty, take it away. Oh, what do you know? What do you know? It's that time. Look at that. It's you a little, it's a little, we finally Ooh. got on the board last week. One and one. You did. So that's You're nice. one and one. Plus zero Thank units. Defense. That's good. Tough luck for the Cyclones. Not really, though. They suck. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Iowa bet of the week this week. Iowa first quarter spread minus six and a half. Western Michigan is the opponent, as Colby mentioned earlier. I don't want to touch the 28 and a half. I agree with Colby. That is a large number. I yes. don't trust the offense to, to uh, you know, dominate their opponent like they should the entire game. I'm going with the first quarter. They're up 14 nothing against Utah State, which is the most similar opponent they've had. Western Michigan has given up more yards per game than Iowa State or Utah State. They love this. And Iowa hasn't given up a point in the first quarter. So... If they just get one touchdown, seven nothing, we're there. So if Cade McNamara and the boys can do it, I think Ooh. we're gonna go to two and one. 
I like Basically, it. Basically, he said yeah. bet the under, too. Remember I said that? He's, he yeah. loves yeah, he the under. Yeah, he did say bet the under. He does love the under. I mean, like, look at it. One and one for the year. I'm excited for the segment next week when the uh, Hawkeyes go to uh, State College and, and play Penn State because <laughs> these Iowa games with big spreads and low total are pretty brutal. I love it. All right, I'm going to take that, I think. Uh, Monty, it's time for a winning streak to start for Monty. But as you see, we're all dressed up. Got the dog ears, oh. little dog bow tie. Let's talk underdogs, our favorite underdog of the week. Jacobson. Yeah. Go ahead. Wearing the glasses. I don't think you guys are going to like this, but my underdog this week, the Florida Gators. I've had this spot circled since the summer. I've been looking for a way to bet against Tennessee, a team that I think is going to fall off a little bit after their magical year last year. You replace Hendon Hooker with Joe Milton, who has a lot of talent. There is a lot of inconsistencies in his game, and just the roster quality as a whole, not as good for Tennessee as it was last year. I know Florida is a tough underdog to bet on, but I think there's a little bit of a bad perception about them because everyone saw them on that Thursday night game lose to Utah, but everyone loses when they go to Rice-Eccles Stadium, Salt Lake City. It's a great home field advantage. So I like Florida, night game in the swamp, go Gators. All right, Colby, what do you like? There's no need to reiterate this. Yep. We're taking the Ravens money line. Do not trust Joe Burrow yet. The boy knock off the rust a little bit, then we can trust them. Ravens. I'm going to go Bears. Oh, go. This is a little bit of a homer pick, but can they play worse than they played against the Packers? I don't know. I don't think you possibly could. So all they have to go is up. They're getting three points. I'm going to have Nate talk about that in a second, but I kind of like their money line. The Buccaneers, I mean, how much do we trust Baker? Really, how much do we trust him? I think the Bears are good enough, hopefully, that they can make the adjustments. Can we get DJ Moore more than two passes, please? And the Bears. As a couple of Bakers, me and Nate. I think I can trust yeah, that's uh, true. Baker. Now it's time to bake up some of our best bets. And with the Bears money line that I'm taking, eight. Yeah, leads right into it. I'm in complete agreement, taking the Bears plus three. NFL best bet, best bet for the week. I really think there's an overreaction in this line. Bears were actually favored on the look-ahead line. I know they looked horrible against the Packers, and the Bucks won against the Vikings. But if you look a little deeper, the Bucks won the turnover battle 3-0 against the Vikings. They also only had 3.6 yards per play, and now they're asked to win by margin against this Bears team that I think will have a little bit more pride when they go down to Tampa Bay. So I think there's an overreaction, the classic week two overreaction from week one results. Take the Bears plus three, and if you can just grab that plus three now. All right, Colby needs his first win of the season. 0-2. Colby, you need to be 1-2 and two at the end of this week. What do you pick? You know me, I love dogs, but this isn't a dog. But it is a dog, if that makes sense. We're taking the Fresno State Bulldogs, minus 3. They have a significantly better offense than Arizona State. They average 36.5 points per game this season, while Arizona State, who is doo-doo, they average 19.5. Now, I knew at the beginning of the year that Fresno State should have a good defense, but it's not as great. But Arizona's is just terrible they barely beat southern utah i don't think i need to say anything else other than it might be a trap with the three i'll fall into the pit if i have to this will be my first win of the season as my best bet mark it now all right i have a first half bet for you guys for my best bet and it's the los angeles chargers they go to tennessee this weekend let me tell you a team that is great offensively really good in the first half and loves to give up leads at the end of games that were built in the first half, and that's Los Angeles Chargers. They are a terrific first-half team this season. They're top four in first-half points per game. Last season, they were number four in first-half points per game. And on the road, 8-3 and against the spread in the first half. This is a team that loves to play well in one half, and then Brandon Staley and all his glory gives it up in the second half. But we're just going to go with the Chargers for the first half. We're going to ride with them. We're going to take a minus one and a half. 
spread. While you were explaining that bet, I just kept thinking about the Chargers' last road game when they were in Jacksonville. I think they built up a 27-point lead they at halftime the and then lost. Yeah, the cooking, they, love, they love playing in the road. It's great. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We hope you win our bets, and we hope Colby wins uh, his first best bet of the season. Follow us on, <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Get the podcast out. Thank you to Monty for producing directing. We'll see you next week.